0: Right, joining us now on the program is uh, someone we alluded to, I think, at the top of the show, uh, Stan Godman, who works for the Travel Store. He's been a travel agent for a long time. I, I've utilized his services. As we mentioned from that New York Times piece, uh, travel agencies are making a bit of a comeback because people want personalized service. To talk about that is Stan Godman. Welcome to Radio Parallax, Stan. Thank you, Doug. Pleasure to be here. Well, people want uh, people want to uh, go to places like China, which I know that you are an an expert on. And if they go to you and say, like, I'm I'm interested in kind of traveling about the countryside a bit, and uh, well, what, what do you tell them?
1: Before I actually tell anybody anything, the first thing I do when I talk to somebody about a trip is I ask them questions. I try to get a feel for what they're thinking of doing, what their emphasis, what their interest is, and you know, other useful things like budget, how long they have to travel. So before I tell them about China, I want to find out what they, want to, what they want to know about it or any of the other destinations we do. It's a, it's a service that is, you know, we, we call it in the business qualifying, but if we have an understanding of what the client is looking for, it helps us a lot in terms of making recommendations, giving advice, giving suggestions.
0: Well, let's just use a real-life example. I was in your office a few weeks ago. I'd like to go to Australia next uh, fall, fall for us, uh, spring for the southern hemisphere, and check out the eclipse. And I went into you and said, well, I'd, I'd like to go to Fiji. I'd never been. And between Fiji and Australia lies Vanuatu, used <laughs> to be the New Hebrides. I'd like to stay there, pop in there for a few days, and then continue on to Australia. And as you pointed out, that's not something a lot of people are doing
1: that is a little bit of an offbeat. In fact, I, w- I would put this down as one of the more interesting itineraries I've worked on, which matches perfectly with the, uh, with the client in this case, I would say. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's one that I, I would honestly think if you just popped onto the Internet and started looking for uh, airfare to Vanuatu, you might get some very interesting results on uh, the website. Well, as, as we found when we were looking at this, you know, one of the flights you want to take from Fiji to Vanuatu doesn't exist on some days of the week so.
0: yeah the idea of when to pop over there had to change completely
1: and, and in terms of the technical things like looking at airfares you know I th- I'll tell my bay walks in the office if you want to buy a ticket from Sacramento to Los Angeles feel free to do it on southwest.com it works it's fine mm-hmm. the more complicated the itinerary the more detail involved in it the more uh, an agent a good agent can be useful you know our system is built first and foremost for looking at airfares the uh The oldest computer system in widespread non-military use was the Sabre reservation systems built for American Airlines. And our systems have evolved a lot and they can do a lot more things, but they're still first and foremost air reservation systems. And if you're good at it, you can find connections, routes, uh, you know, much faster, much quicker than you can on uh, the various public websites. And I know because sometimes I'll go on the websites to see what customers are talking about, because sometimes they'll say, I saw this, and I'll go on the website and look at it and go, well, yes, you saw that, but did you notice the 17-hour layover in London or something to
0: that effect? <laughs> I, I got, I've got to give you a real-life example, which you do not know about, because I just, I just realized it this morning. I was looking at my uh, preparatory to kind of getting taxes <laughs> taxes squared away, better late than never. I was looking at one of my credit card bills, and I noticed I was given a refund by Avianca. And this happened. Um, I didn't notice it, but it happened early last year, probably about February. I put in for that uh, refund, I believe, in uh, in late two thousand <laughs> and three. Nice. Them, it took them eight <laughs> years, but it finally did show up on my credit card. And uh, well, I'm impressed you have the same credit card number that you did. I changed the credit card a couple months later after I got robbed. Well, if I'd waited, t- if they waited two more months, I'd have never gotten it. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I find that when when you go to uh, do something simple, like go from point A to point B, and then back from point B to back to point A, the web is terrific. But when you start talking about how I'd like to go then, and then I'm, when I'm in Laos, I'd like to pop back over to Hanoi, and when I, before that I want to come in from Cambodia, sometimes it's a little tougher.
1: Right. And, and again, in, in, in the case of the part of the world you're talking about, I've been there, I've traveled there, I've spent time there, you know. So when we're talking about you're going to go out and hang out in Long Prabang, Laos, you know, rather than reading off of a website or reading, you know, other travelers' reviews, you know, we can sit at the desk and we can talk, and I can say, okay, well, you know, the first thing you got to do is get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and go give alms to the monks. It's the coolest thing ever. <laughs> uh, no, it really is. You'll love it. You'll love it. All right. Uh, swap stories about, uh, you know, about how spicy the food really is or not.
0: Uh, By the way, I hear Cambodian food. There was a blurb in the news and review talking about how it was a little bit a little bit uh, spicier than Thai or Vietnamese. Is that, is that true? Yeah.
1: I'm not real sure. Cambodian food I would give Laotian food the the thumbs up on being quite spicy. Most of what I've had in Cambodia has been a little bit um well the national dish of Cambodia is this stuff called amuk fish, which is fish stewed in a spice mixed with um coconut milk. Mm. And the first time you have it it's delicious, it's wonderful, it's great, but they serve it at every meal. <laughs> at every place you go and by the time you've been in cambodia three or four days and you've had a muck fish prepared about six different ways you're ready for a little variety
0: all right bring on the water buffalo
1: well cambodia is a place that produces more black pepper i don't know if they're the world's leaders in black pepper but they're right up there common ingredient in their dishes the green not yet dried out peppercorns from black pepper totally unique taste something you've never had before and just it's delicious but a little bit first time you get it, you look at it and go, what the heck is that? (laughs) Um, Very tasty.
0: Well, Stan, I I do encourage our listeners to travel. It certainly is a broadening experience. There's so many places to go these days with the infrastructure we have to get you just about anywhere you like. One simply needs to save up a little bit of money and make a little bit of time, and it it can happen.
1: Right. And you know, as as I tell people, you don't have to be rich to travel. It certainly helps. But uh, there are always ways to economize and cut corners a little bit here and compromise if you if you don't make the compromise and don't go versus going and maybe staying in a little bit less nice hotel than you wanted to or you know uh, maybe cutting a day off something i'd still argue that going is better than not going
0: as my little three-day instead of four-day stint in Vanuatu will probably demonstrate come next fall. But Stan, let's promote travel in general. And uh, being that you are a professionally area, come back again in a few months. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about some places people may be interested in going. I know that uh, there's certainly uh, fads and... and uh,
1: what's hot, what's not. Yeah, let's do that. All right, very good, sir.
0: All right, that was travel agent and expert Stan Godwin of The Travel Store. You know, we usually do obituaries during our third segment, and I do want to talk about Dick Clark, who cast quite a long shadow over American uh, music, uh, uh, rock and roll, and, and TV production. You know, I think I'd like to get uh, Jeff Hudson to talk uh, with us about uh, about his views on Dick Clark, because uh, you know that Jeff will have some opinions, and he's uh, always a great pleasure to talk to. So we'll try and do that in the weeks to come. I'm going to try and find someone. I'm not quite uh, sure who it'll be, to talk about the late Charles Colson, Described in his obituaries as a former hatchet man for Nixon, this correspondent would describe him as a subsequent hatchet man for Jesus. Although his most famous quote pre-Watergate was that he would run over his own grandmother to re-elect Richard Nixon... I think you could make the case that when he converted to Christianity and, and founded a prison fellowship, that he would have run over his own grandmother for Christ. Writing about him in the dailybeast.com, it was noted that Colson inspired Christian culture warriors to wage a war of good ideas against bad ideas, and did help unite evangelicals and right-wing Catholics against what he saw as widespread secularization. we will have more to say about that guy in future shows. Returning to our program at this point is someone we've had quite a few laps with in the past. That would be comedian Michael O'Connell. His comedy troupe, the Comedians with Disabilities Act, is apparently coming back to Sacramento here uh, tomorrow to talk to him about that. Welcome back, Michael.
2: Hey, Good to be back.
0: So uh, what's the deal here? You guys are at the place called the the Sacramento Comedy Spot on uh, 20th Street. Exactly. on the Quattro de Mayo, which is Friday.
2: Exactly, Friday night at 9 o'clock at uh, Comedy Spot, about 20th and Jay in Sacramento. And, yeah, we're going to be getting the troupe in there. Uh, it's a, a comedy troupe made up of all comedians with different kinds of disabilities.
0: Well, Michael, talk, uh, I guess this is Eric, me, Nina G., and Steve Danner. What, uh, what are the nature of, of their disabilities?
2: Well, you got me. I'm the guy in the wheelchair, the wheelchair <laughs> representative. Uh, Steve Danner is a little person. Uh, Eric Mee uh, is, uh, is is blind, and Nina G has a stutter. Wow. Which is funny, you wouldn't automatically think, oh, a disability, but when it comes to comedy and comedians, that's probably one of the biggest ones you can have.
0: Holy mackerel, the timing is everything. It is. And
2: then we uh, we got this trip together, I think we're about, over a year and a half ago we started, and uh, it's been going really great. We've we've gone as far, we've played the, uh, the Laugh Factory in Hollywood, uh, in the Punchline, San Francisco, but a really good... Uh, We've some good uh, charity shows and things, too. So, Yeah, but we've not been back to Sacramento since we first started at the Comedy Spot in November of 2010. So this is our homecoming.
0: Well, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to want to turn out for that. And I guess in furtherance of your uh, uh, publicity, you're going to be what, on uh, Good Morning Sacramento tomorrow morning?
2: On Good Day Sacramento? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what time. I know we're supposed to be there at 6.45 a.m., so anywhere between 7 on. Uh, you'll be able to see us on there, and that'll be a good time. I've been on there a couple times before. They always treat us well.
0: Yeah, I've, I've, I've met Mark S. Allen a few times. Seems like a pretty decent fellow.
2: He's a good fellow.
0: Good fellow. Enjoy <laughs> spending time with that
2: guy. Yeah, and then we. Uh, and I should mention, by the way, uh, the, the last time uh, I remember I was on your show uh, for the first time uh, last year, and I know it was a year ago because it was after that show. Uh, Jason Armentano and I were on. And we went off and left there and went to do the show we were promoting in Davis, and that's the night I met my girlfriend. We just passed her one-year anniversary.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah,
2: so I'd like to think maybe your show was good luck.
0: Uh, well, you know, uh, numerous astrologers have assured us that, in fact, we are.
2: That's good
0: news. <laughs> Worked good for me. <laughs> well, that's great. So, Michael, what, uh, you want to give us a—you got any few little uh, subjects that you're going to be uh, joking about that you can maybe clue us in a little bit on?
2: Well, and that's the thing each of us has our own different perspective, obviously coming from different disabilities. uh we all kind of focus on our own little area. me, I kind of talk about wheelchair living and uh, some of the ups and downs of that and the the weird things people say and do. uh so I'll be talking about that just you know the people it, it's funny the stuff that the reactions we get from people that's is probably the funniest part of uh and we're the people that we don't uh, that's why we're comedians. we find everything funny. We don't tend to get ticked off, so I'll be talking about wheelchair stuff. Steve does some just amazing stories he never would have thought of of people's reactions to uh, to little people, and yeah. how it's uh, such a treat, and they they think it's uh, you know they think you're going to get a prize or a pot of gold or something when they meet him. Um, <laughs> and then you got you got Eric Mee, I mean, he's just uh, this this whirling dervish of energy. This this kid who lost his eyesight, yeah, uh, rather tragically, uh, for getting getting stabbed in the chest while he was uh, saving a. A small child, you know you, you know, you can't write that that kind of story. It's uh, it's a fact. But he is just uh, immediately uh, he started right after that, jumping into comedy, and just just dealing with his stuff uh, comedically. So he's he's great to be around and hilarious on stage. Uh, and Nina's going to explain things about stuttering that uh, that you probably never thought of before. She will do it well. It may just take her a little longer than it would the rest of us. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, it'll just be the four of you. Any, any special guests or intro people or ho- moderators or?
2: The show is going to be hosted by the guy who first brought us together, our original producer, Keith Lowell Jensen. Uh-huh. Uh huh. He's, he's been making it big. He's got a couple of comedy albums out, doing good for himself. He's going to host the whole thing, and then we've got a really funny, guy coming out of San Francisco named Steve Lee. Um, and then we've got uh, we're having our token uh, abled person. A comedian by the name of Roman Leo. He's going to be coming out, and you know it's this whole thing they have the Americans with Abilities Act, and they require us to hire some some people that have you no know, disabilities once in a while. So we do that. So it's going to be a great group, and even better, uh, the the comedy spot finally got their beer license.
0: All right, I've been
2: waiting for that for a couple of years, so uh, people can actually enjoy the show with a, with a couple of beers if they want and laugh at uh, laugh at uh, handicap people. What could be
0: more fun? <laughs> yeah, as you pointed out last time, at least one thing you don't get a lot of hecklers.
2: <laughs> yep, this do, is true.
0: Do people punch out any hecklers that start up?
2: <laughs> oh, uh, we we leave those up to Nina. Actually, Nina and hecklers. Oh, she's she's rather devastating.
0: Really? Well,
2: this, she's she's
0: awesome. That sounds promising. Well, this isn't this isn't your only gig here.
2: No, no, we got uh, we got another show coming up. We're going to be doing a big show in Oakland uh, on the on the thirty first of May. At uh, Comedy Off Broadway, where we're getting those together, uh, we're also going to be joining up there with uh, with a comedian I love. Her name is uh, Queenie T. T., another disabled comedian that's uh, been a friend of ours for a long time. Trying to get to some show with her, and it's a fundraiser for uh, for a group we're doing down there. It's called uh, Yo Disabled and Proud. It's a youth advocacy disability group. So do a little fundraiser action, making some people laugh uh, down in Oakland. So all
0: right. Well, it busy. Uh, that sounds outstanding, uh, and we uh, and, and I guess Jason, your your your, your previous uh, uh, cohort in crime, he is he's nowhere to be found. What, what's he been doing lately?
2: Uh he's not. Uh, he's still working, not as much as I'd like. I just asked him to, to open up for me for a thing I'll be doing later in the summer, and he's definitely down. But I haven't seen him in a while. He's got you know one of those families. What do you call them? Families. Yeah. The yeah. Children.
0: Yeah. All Things right. should not have. I was looking through some of our some of the old emails you sent some time back, and I had to laugh that uh, you did note that uh, that uh, that Bobby Slayton took a like to you, the pit bull of comedy. And we've never had Bobby on, but uh, that might be just as well because you know I may have to wear uh, fire tongs, or I may have to bring fire tongs or something. You he's might qu- be. You just qu- have to keep hitting the bleep
2: button over and over and over again. <laughs> I love that
0: guy. Well, he loves you too, so that's you you that that that's very good, very cool. Yeah.
2: One of my favorite reviews uh, for my comedy comes from him, but I can never use it because it's full of foul language.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I was looking at it. We can't use it on the air, doggone it. But he does, let's just say, he, no, in missing word, loves that guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Michael, so. good luck with this, and uh, I'm sure that uh, I, I, may, I may make the scene, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners are going to want to do exactly that, and we look forward to bringing you back on maybe in the summer sometime.
2: Sounds good. I will be around. I hope to see some people out there. We'd love to have y'all.
0: All right. Michael O'Connell, head of the I guess you, you are the officially the head of the Comedians with Disabilities Act. Today, you, I am sure. You're the first among equals. We'll probably see you tomorrow. Sounds good, man, thanks again.: Okay. All right, that about does it for today's program. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. Our thanks to Cosmo Garvin, Stan Godwin, and Michael O'Connell. We will see you next week same time.
2: I'm too sexy for my shirt, too sexy for my shirt, so sexy it hurts. And I'm too sexy for Milan, too sexy for Milan, New York and Japan.